Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Sunday. You know what that means. It's time for another AEW Dynamite review. It's me, as always, your boy, Big Tasty. I am joined this week. We've tagged him back in. We've we've been Darren off, and we've got Jay. We've kept hold of Jay. Best place for them. Yeah, we've come to terms on the release of Aaron Sutcliffe. We wish him all the best in his future endeavours. <laughs> budget cuts, mate. Budget cuts. Budget cuts. You got you got to do these things. He was he was drinking too much blue Sorry. vodka. It was ruining us, mate. It was fucking ruining us. Leaving the fucking the bottom line of blue drink. <laughs> 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 no, Aaron will Aaron's seem to be busy. What the fuck's he got on? Like, what's he doing? I don't even know. He's just not he's just not replied to us all day. We're like you're doing the I, podcast tonight. He's like, no, he's just not replied. I he stayed up and watched GCW last night and oh, is he is he drank, doing a, is he doing a sleep? He, he presumably drank all of the blue drink in his house. <laughs> so I oh, he's gonna have a rough couple of weeks because it's it's fucking world on GCW next week, isn't it? And that's oh, the big one, so terrified that they were not watch along with him and Ryan and animals <laughs> right so we'll crack it straight into Dynamite then uh, we're going to do with Dynamite and Rampage for this week um, so starting with this week's Dynamite uh, again a, a weird one for AW we're starting with a promo and not a match yeah um, it, it was it, it's I was saying um, I, I think I was saying this to you or it might have been, it might have been Troy I said it too it's cool when they do start with that because it does feel important because they don't it yeah, feels different because they've done like three times, like ever. So it it really yeah. it really feels like a like a real change of pace. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I do love that. I do love it when they just go through phases of ah, oh, let's just get the young mucks out for like a fifteen minute banger, like to start the show. Yeah, but I mean, we we did get the young mucks out for a banger here, but it was entirely different. And it's uh, yeah. So basically, Adam Cole comes out with Red Dragon. Um, notably, no young bucks um yet. Yes, and they get back in. And I like this. So he said, like the gang's back together, and it's a new era. He did, he did say he did. He did the thing. <laughs> he, he said the word. He said he did, the he word. He didn't say the U word because no, he's allowed. No, 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 no. He can't say undisputed. That's, he, he can probably, say he can say either undisputed or era. He can't say both. He's probably going to say it's the era of. Adam Cole is the undisputed AW champion at some yeah. point. <laughs> I think we could very well. I think we, we've said this, haven't we? I think we could very well see another golden prediction from Adam Cole this year. Oh, mate, I, I want, I want, uh, as they as they soon to be revealed to be called Paragon. Yes, well, that's what they've the trademarked. Uh, I want them to be dripping in gold by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, well, that's very much the point of, of this segment is um, O'Reilly and Fish say they want the tag titles, they want to shot at the tag titles, they want to capture the tag titles. This brings out the Young Bucks, um, basically, and they're like saying, oh, we didn't get invited out to this, etc. Obviously, there's, there's clearly some some issues here, like between like Red Dragon and the Bucks specifically. Yeah. Um, well, you the Ring of Honor, which is a nice little callback. 
Yeah, I mean, when this is because this, this is going to be like the you know like how AEW likes to have like the two the two like they have like the main like storyline and like the little under storyline. So like with MGF, for example, like they've got Punk, yeah, and then the under the undercurrents kind of Wardlow, isn't it? And that's like the sort of the yeah. long term. This is going to be like they've got the main story is like best friends with these guys, but then like the under story is they're all going to go and have a massive fucking fight. Yeah, I, I get I get the impression where I, st- I still think we're going to get chaos versus. Um, versus whatever the fuck these guys are called. The super click. The super, the, undis- the undisputed elite. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he waited till Kenny's back for that. Yeah. And then bring a Carter in, just because, you know, they're, they're leaning a bit too heavy into the best friends being part of chaos again. Yeah, they're talking up an awful lot. They mention it all the time. Uh, so yeah. actually, the, the books come out and they say that they want to get the tag belts back. Red Dragon say, well, they want to get the belts, so they've got a problem. And then Cole's like, oh, you know, a bit of friendly competition. This is fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's okay. Um, this is what makes us best, the best like faction in AW. We're better than the best friends. The best friends music hits. Uh, I love this. Adam Cole's just like begging on the mic, like, please, that music sucks. Just get rid. Just cut it. Just stop it. Yeah. Also, shout out to Adam Cole wearing his, uh, his Halo Jordans. Cause yes. They were absolute spice. Love them. Rip Baker, Rip Baker best girlfriend in the world, confirmed. If, if, yeah, if anyone doesn't know, she got him them for Christmas, apparently. Um, and they, uh, yeah. they were pretty awesome. Um, made Master Chief Jordans. I've never been so jealous of a bunch. Some of the shoes that Ricky Starks wears. So the orange, uh, sorry, the, the best friends are all out. Everyone's out. It's Orange Cassidy. It's Trent. It's Willie there. It's Trent. It's Chuck. It's Chris Statlander. And basically, Orange Cassidy's got a mic. He gets to the ring, and it's, it's like he's going to say something, and then he just starts wailing on Cole. Like there's no, there's no time for talk. Tackles him like that. Um, it all breaks down. Everyone's sort of brought on all over the place, and it ends up interestingly with Chris Statlander and Adam Cole in the ring. Oh, I'd love that much stuff. And it looks I like it's it, it looks like it's gonna go off. Like it looks like it's happening. I don't think Tony Elite will give us that, but I'd love that match. That. <laughs> it looks like it's gonna happen, and then all of a sudden, another thing that popped me—I know it popped you as well—Britt uh, Baker just appears out of nowhere and takes out yeah. Statlander. I'm I'm okay with Britt and Statlander having another match this soon yeah, after was... like the first one because the one they had was it all out? I think so. But that was that was yeah. fine. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was a banger. Um. So yeah, the best friends sort of get dominated now because Britt Baker sort of turns the tide. Uh, Cole hits a pump kick and a boom on Orange Cassidy. And then right at the end, Cole gets on his knees and points at his cheek for the box to kiss him. And Britt Baker's like, nah, 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 fuck this noise. Steps in and gives him a, a does deep kissing with him, basically. Yeah, lots of deep kissing. Um, it's, so yeah. It's like she was a princess and he was Sonic the Hedgehog. Right, like Sonic kissing an actual human woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go. Um, again, like you say, it's it's not often AW does these um, these like sort of promo opens, but this it really worked. I thought it really um, it made it made the the addition of Brit to this group feel like a big deal. Yeah, it did. Um, interesting that she didn't have Jamie and Rebel with her at all on either show this week. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder whether that's like just because the they just don't want to overcrowd the, which is ironic because this is like. 13 people in one segment but you know <laughs> yeah so dream scenario they're gonna do blood and guts with the oh, these guys aren't they put the women in as well put, put Chris and Britt in it of yeah, course absolutely and, Let's... and as we mentioned on the news which spoiler alert you'll, you'll hear 
this as well. Have Regal come out <laughs> and scream blood and guts and have Adam Cole have an existential crisis like he used to in NXT. That's I'd always. Like, I'd love That's it if um, I'd love it if like you know the episode of The Simpsons where like the all the baseball players come to like play for th- th- the power plant. Yeah, and you know like Bart and Milhouse are picking like teams and like Bart Milhouse is like ah Nelson and Bart and then like there's one more person like ah Jose Canseco. I'd love it if it was like that. Like if it, like Brits like oh yeah, and also Rebels gonna be on our team, and then like Orange Cassidy, all right, we'll have a Carter, and then Brits like oh we'll have we'll have Jamie Hayter, and Orange is like oh we'll have Ishii. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be good until until they start like getting into the depths, and it's like Yoshihashi just coming out and like Yano, no, get back in there, Yano. No one wants you. <laughs> you fucking stay away, Yano. <laughs> all right, here's Suzuki finally made this one. All right, then moving on to the first match of the show, we have the probably the most the most built up, probably the most sort of hyped, I'd say. Yeah, um, maybe not quite for me. Maybe the main event more, but this was certainly the one that like this was the big match, wasn't it, of the show that they were sort of built, like building on. Yeah, this. Um, the, that being said, they put quite a lot of buildings to where Pillman and Black, which. Was that this week? No, it wasn't this week, was it? No, no, it was last week. That was last week. I'm getting myself... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this was CM Punk versus Wardlow. And this was the match where obviously something has to give because like Wardlow's been on this mad tag, just like destroying fools, Punk's undefeated. So it's all going to come to a head and something's got to happen. Um, it was top-notch. Well, what mostly happened was Wardlow just beat the piss out of CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the whole match. Just... Wardlow murdering CM Punk and Punk literally like dying. Well, I mean, like, Punk, Punk to be fair, he sold it like he was in a horror film. Like everything was just him trying to get the fuck away from Wardlow. <laughs> yeah, Wardlow's like a force of nature, isn't he? Just as I say, that gear, chef's kiss on the gear. Like, yeah, oh, God, that gear, that gear was so oh. good. Uh, there was that lovely bit, like where Punk did that, um, where he had him in the corner and he did like, that running like knee strike, and then like he went for a DDT out the corner, and Wardlow just like fuck now and just like threw him off across the ring. <laughs> He literally, like, I mean, Punk got zero offense in this match, really, didn't he? He got, like, one or two, like, <laughs> a couple of clotheslines and a springboard and a bit of a knee. He, but, like, he, he, tried to, he tried to do a GTS from Wardlow, just went, nah, fam. Yeah. He he didn't, he, I don't think he took him off his feet, and I don't think he he, no. he, he lifted him up or anything like that. Um, oh, I know there was a lot of people on the old internet. I know Troy, as well, was one of these people who were disappointed that Wardlow didn't win. Um, I mean... Just literally, Wardlow had Punk like a broken mess. Like, if you think Wardlow didn't air quote to win this well, match, I was, then... was going to say Wardlow came out of this fucking like a fucking star. Yeah, it was looking like looking like yeah, a serial killer. Like he looked terrifying. Yeah, he really did. And it, uh, it, it sort of because like there's a couple of times early in the match where he went for the power bomb, like he went for like he went for like the big setup and everything, but then. um he actually hit it out of kind of out of nowhere the first one. He yeah, counted, he counted it. He counted it off like um off like a rope up move. like a knee strike or something, and then yeah, he, well, like, just, he just caught him and slammed. It, it was it was really well done because it was like the, the, the end. Like it, they were selling it all throughout the match. So, like one power bomb was the beginning of the end for Punk. Like as soon as he hits one, that's it. It's power bomb time and it's, it's game over. And like all the theatrical ones, like came to nothing. But it was like just one out of thin air, just like literally out of nothing, snatched it out of the air. And just, Slammed him, and it was it was so effective because it was like as soon as he hit that, you're like, oh shit, what? Is, is, is this it? Is Punk losing? Like, what's happening now? I 
I, I think, uh, as I say, they, they did the right thing. I, I think having Wardlow lose because I think Punk's first loss needs to be a big. It needs a to be big, a paper. It needs to be our paper. Like, yeah, built a match. That's, that's it. It needs to be like a a massively built match, not a match that they built for a week. Um, but this, but this adds. We'll talk about. We'll talk about like the the sort of the metrics of the finish in a little in a, in a little second. We'll just, we'll just quickly get there. Um, so basically, Wardlow gives Punk seven power bombs in the ring as he's doing them. MGF is like screaming at him on the apron to like give him more and give him more and hurt MJ, him more. MGF was doing what I usually do on Discord, shouting another. <laughs> and after seven power bombs, Punk rolls out the ring to sort of like get some respite. Punk uh, Wardlow just rolls out with him and puts him through a table. Yeah, just because well, through the through the time he was table. Uh, yeah, Punk, the, the whole match, MJF's like barking orders at Wardlow. Yeah, well. like screaming at him for like hurt him more. He really wants Punk like badly injured. Um, Punk gets the benefit of a New Japan style count to get him back in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a generous ten count. Uh, and then as Punk gets back in. Like Wardlow, at one point, Wardlow actually pins him, doesn't he? He's got like his, he's like, he's he like, puts, he does the four power bombs, he puts his foot on Punk's chest, and MJF, like, MJF's like, no, 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 like, no, we need more. Uh, but then they get back in the ring after for the final power bomb. MJF wants one more. As Punk, Wardlow goes for it, Punk manages to roll him up into a small package and get a very quick pin. And it's, and the way he does this, it's like a burst of like energy. So he literally rolls him up, pins him, and then just collapses, like, fucked. Yeah. Like the last vestige of a punk's energy. So yeah, again, there's been there's been some um some back and forth on online and, and, and amongst the wrestling community about this match. People saying that like Wardlow should have won, or like so it, it does nothing. It makes some people somehow the, the weirdest take I've seen is this makes both men look weak. I'm like how? I mean the the fact that look the way I looked at it was Wardlow's not a veteran punk is punk used his experience to overcome brute force in, in the one moment that he knew he could take advantage of he took advantage and wardlow apart from that i mean this this is this is such a fascinating result because punk is still technically undefeated but he knows now in his heart of hearts that he got his ass handed to him in this match yeah yeah he knows he it. should he knows he should have lost it, it's almost as if, as well, like the whole story. I think the whole story they're leading to is MJF's basically gonna have Punk go through all the pinnacle, get his ass handed to him, but not win. So when Punk does face MJF eventually, Punk's gonna be like a fucking shit who he is. Consider another point as well. What if this is MJF intentionally making sure that he takes Punk's first loss? I think that's what it, that's what I mean. Like I think, what if like um, what if what if all this fucking around with like no power bomb again, power bomb, don't pin him, power bomb again. What if all that was to make sure that Wardlow didn't win because he wants to be the one to beat Punk? Oh yeah, that's one hundred percent what it's gonna be. Like I think I think the whole the whole thing they're building to is that MJF's um, basically just getting his, like sicking his boys on Punk. So when Punk does finally get to MJF, which could be beach break to be fair. It could be beach break. It could be whether they'll spin it to revolution. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Because like beach break seems like a little bit too close and revolution I, seems like a little bit too far away. I can see them doing beach break of punk versus MJF one. Well, that's in and like that's in ten days. That's a week on Wednesday. 
Yeah, so you've got Sean Spears next week, and then, and then MJF. He'll go full chair pervert on Punk. I mean, and, Punk, uh, Punk will beat him like quite handily, and then he'll chair the fuck out of him, which I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I, rec- I reckon they'll have MJF, though, like literally just get the pinnacle to attack Punk before the match. Yeah. And then just pin Punk. And then it, it, it's, it's like the. It's like the cheapest way for Punk to lose his undefeated streak, but that's what I, that's MJF. Yeah, like the the underhanded tactics that he'd be using to whip to do it would be perfect for MJF. So then, after the match as well, a little bit, little last little bit of intrigue on this story is MJF gets up in Wardlow's face. Wardlow grabs him by the wrist, and it looks like he's going to powerbomb. Um, it looks like he's finally had enough. Like Sean Spears jumps in and, and sort of diffuses the situation just enough so that everyone kind of goes home happy in a way. So, yeah, again, we're just adding more layers onto the... I mean, this this Wardlow... I mean, I've seen, obviously, Troy himself has, has sort of had a go. Um, I've seen people complain that it's taking too long. But it's, it's I, I, like you say, it's, it's the next big story for them, isn't it? It's the next big thing they want to do. I, yeah, I think, like, I, I know, obviously, Troy's kind of, like, new to... AW anyway, isn't he? So like he's because he he asks us like a lot of questions about oh well, why is this happening? Why is that happening? I think it's kind of oh it's almost like and this was how, how it was for me when I started watching AW. It's almost like you've kind of got to like rethink how you approach wrestling because there's so many things that WWE have kind of like drilled into people like just the whole like short term story. There's no long term plan. Mm-hmm. But when there's an actual long-term plan in place for like these characters, you you're almost like, why aren't you doing it now? It's like I mean, I'm, I'm not saying in any way that it's uh, relatable in terms of quality or, or, or theme or anything, but it's a bit like when you start getting into a show like Game of Thrones, and you have yeah. to you have to sort of like unlearn that it, this isn't like weekly television where like you have your your monster of the week and then they resolve everything straight away. You have to be open to the fact that okay, the planting like stories here that are going to take maybe two years to yeah. to go anywhere. Uh, so, the, but the, the the reason they do that is because like you can't just have the main story. Like, say all they had was say all they had was Kenny and Hangman, and yeah. that ends. And what do you do? Because you've got nothing. But they've planted stories like six, eight, twelve months ago. Like seeds that have been slowly building and building. Like this MGF water thing's been literally been happening since like the Cody Rhodes cage match. Yeah. And it's it, it's a good way to kind of get people invested in those characters as well. Yeah. So like I'll, I think everyone's at the point where they just want to see Wardlow kill MJF. So when he finally does, that pop's gonna be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, mean, I can't wait for it. <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll crack on then. Uh, that was that was a, a fun opening segment. Did a lot. Okay, again, this is we say this every now and then, but this feels like a dynamite that did a lot of like the legwork, a lot of like the, the world building, a lot of like laying the foundations for, for like future yeah. episodes to happen. I mean, it was a lot happened. It was it was a very jam packed show. It was a very hectic show. But um, well, speaking that's speak, that's speaking of which, next up, very hostful, very hossy show as well, like hossic heading. Um, did you book this show? I've, I've asked. Like, <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Did, um, did you have influence on the show? Because there was a shit ton of horses on the show. There was a lot of big lads. Speaking it, of which, it, um, it had championship wrestlings. There was TCCW. All over. Um, anyway, 
Next up then, we had um, we had Dante Martin versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And then this was, in a way, it was sort of very similar to the, a little bit similar to the Punk match, in that you had basically Dante just trying to stay alive while Hobbs was trying to literally throw him into oblivion. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot how good Hobbs' music is because we haven't, I haven't heard it for such a long time. Exactly. I had it on my shortlist of like replacements for the aid for the wrestling themes podcast. Yeah, did. it's fucking great. That and just the, and, and just the straight up team times music as well is awesome. Yeah, I, I I said to you um when we were watching this, I think Team Taz have quickly become my favorite faction in AW. I think right this this just this sounds bear with me here. I think they're the next group to get the the Dark Order like forced face turn. Yeah, because they've got Hook and he's like the most over guy on the roster. You've Rick got Stuff. Rick Starks, who's he's just charismatic as fuck. Hobbs, got, he's, Hobbs is, he's a big destroyer, but he's also like really nice in real life. And then Taz, Taz is talker as well. And, and Taz, if, if, you've, if you've noticed, Taz's character is becoming like less of like a, an, a badass mafia guy. He's become, he's become more of like a weird, angry uncle. Yeah, he's like the drunk uncle off Saturday Night Live. I fucking <laughs> love him. Like he's going on all the time about like he's about the legal team being bad, and that's why like Dante was able to get out of the contract and stuff like that. And I, I honestly, I think they're they're the next in line for like a sort of like a sort of comedy face to not comedy, but you know what I mean, just sort of like yeah, him getting genuinely angry at Tony Giovanni for asking too many questions the other week is fucking brilliant. Oh, in fact, actually, today is the two year anniversary of Taz signing with AW. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Feel it feels like he's been there forever, doesn't it? But like, like it's, it, it's mad to think it's it's a year ago. Well, just over a year ago now, when he choked out Cody. Yeah, that was you, fucking can, amazing. Can, can you even remember AEW about Taz? Because I I can't. It Taz and AEW is my favorite thing. Just, <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He just does. He just does his fucking thing. But he's great at it. Yeah, all right, back to the match then. We'll, 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 we'll skim over this one a bit because it was it was fun, but it was very similar in, in sort of overall theme to the to the Punk Order one. Uh, you had a bit of um, Ricky doing some shit out on the outside, which is lovely to see. Um, Rick, Rick Starks' outfit as well. Was oh, trim- yeah. I mean, it always is. It, it, it's almost not worth talking about at this point. You know, you know the drip's always on point. He, he needs a fucking wet floor sign behind him at all because he's <laughs> drip. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the fucking golden chain that was diamond encrusted. diamond encrusted gold chain. Yeah, but it looked just... it looked like the kind of chain like you'd have on like a fucking mastiff or something. Yeah, it was insane. Oh, guy. Um, yeah. So a, a lot of this match was again just Dante trying to like get some separation to build up some momentum, and Hobbs was just cutting him off all the time, like literally throwing him into like Narnia every time he got hold of him. Oh, that that crossbody he did on Dante quite early on was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Like a bus hitting him. It's not. I mean, it's not my favorite crossbody in AW. Still, the butchers because he literally he doesn't get any height. He just turns side like a Tetris piece and just flattens people. Yeah. It's. I don't know how he does it. He literally just rotates around his axis. I'm like, that's impre- that's incredible. Um, yeah. Oh, and he hit little. Uh, right. So the, the match sort of came to a head when Ricky Starks was getting a bit too fucky on the outside. So Jay Lethal of all people comes down. I mean, suppose he yeah. gets. He, he needs something to do. Um, he comes down to. to to fight Ricky Starks, this distracts Hobbs, and Dante hits a roll up. I think he, he got he did hit the nosedive earlier, didn't he? But that, that was in, that didn't get the pin. No, I thought he hit the nosedive when was it? Did he not hit the nosedive from the distraction? Might have been, yeah, I think it was actually. It's just saying on my notes here that on the on this, this official note that I'm reading that um that it was a roll up, and I think I honestly think he hit the nosedive, unless. 
I don't know. He won, he won anyway. Oh, no. He, didn't he? He hit the nose there, but Hobbs caught him. And then he, from that, he like rolled Hobbs up. Quite possibly. Anyway, Hobbs got... Um, Dante got the win. It was a really fun match. Um, Hobbs got to do Hobbs things, which is always fun. Hobbs is going to be a big player, isn't he? Like, oh, he's fucking great. Him and Wardlow have both kind of like... it. They're in a bit of a dangerous situation with them both because they're both so similar. And if they they, they can't peak, they can't push them both up at the same time. They, they need to... Like, yeah, they're, they're both like powerhouses. Obviously, powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow. <laughs> the they're both really good talkers. They've both got like really good charisma. And they're both really like just just good big men, aren't they? With but like freak athletes at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I I can see I can see them both going like but I I wouldn't be surprised if Hobbs was like a main event guy in five years' time. No, not even that. I mean he's 32. You can you can start going next year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's, he's ready to go. Um, like just, 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 yeah. Put 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 a belt on him and see what happens. Um, fuck around and find out. Give him, um, give him both the tag titles. Just do it. Yeah, do it. Uh, do right. It. Next up, then. Um, oh god, yeah. Chris Jericho in the inner circle. They've won Factor of the Year PWI. Why? Um, <laughs> because no one else saw any other wrestling apparently apart from I mean uh, so I uh, to hold it a stick quickly uh, I, I just, my, my, my initial reaction to this was what the fuck uh, but then uh, Sarah my partner pointed out to me she was like oh yeah don't forget they were in Blood and Guts and Stadium Stampede this year or last year and they lost one they won the other and they were both really fun matches so yeah I mean but, I, know, yeah. I know people got angry because Chris Jericho didn't fall onto like legitimate concrete a piece of shit <laughs> How dare he not bump onto concrete for us? How dare he not break his fucking back? <laughs> yes, yeah, so they, they were talking about that. Uh, Eddie Kingston pops out and tells Jericho basically to get fucked and um, basically tries to... He, oh, he, he goes into like what he said on a podcast this week. He said that Jericho is the reason why Santana and Ortiz aren't tag team champions. Which is true. I mean, so the angle he's working here is he's basically saying, look, you're in the inner circle, but you're only in there because Chris Jericho wants you to protect him. I, I really want Eddie Kingston to take Proud and Powerful away from Jericho. I mean, he he he's Jericho's proven that he can't be um, he can't be trusted with them. So I think he probably should. I, I want him to backfist yet to the future Jericho so hard that he thinks Sammy's Glenstorm. He wakes up and puts a fucking flashing LED jacket. That's dressed up like the like he's in the thrill seekers again. Sammy, why you haven't got a flatter? Uh, so basically, the, the upshot of this is that both Jericho and Eddie are going to be out at ringside for Sammy's match tonight. Yeah, and so we'll see what happens there. Um, I mean, uh, we, we all we all we're all a bit down on Jericho at the moment because it's not been a great six months for, like for him. But I, I, I'm interested well, in. The, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm interested in a, an Eddie and Jericho feud. To be fair, I am. I, I genuinely want to see Eddie and Jericho have a match. I think it'll be really good. Uh, it was a bit uncomfortable, Jericho saying we're taking over the country. <laughs> oh my! A week, a week, and a year after his wife was allegedly actually at and, antics, yeah, the capital riots. Uh, yeah, crazy. Well, that's it. We're never getting Jericho on this podcast, don't we? No, <laughs> he won't <laughs> listen. I. Um. All right. Then next up, we had MGF runs out to interrupt whatever was about to happen. 
And basically, it's really good. It felt really spontaneous. So you just ran out with a mic and started screaming. And basically, said, next week, it's a same punk one by Fluke, and next week he's going to have to take on Sean Spears. There you go. That was it. Well, he's like, you want the match? You want the match? I'm going to give you the match. And then he's yeah. like, Christian, CM Punk versus Sean Spears. Uh, that chair pervert's going to fucking do some horrible things. to Punk He's going to do chair things, isn't he? Yeah. He's probably going to get DQ'd and just beat the shit out of Punk with a chair. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy all right with that. Um, yeah. Next up then, we had um, another interesting matchup for next week. We have Britt Baker and Adam Cole jamming Orange Cassidy and Chris Tanner to a mixed tag match. I'm looking forward to that. That's no. going to be really good fun. Yeah. I, I like... It, it's mad, isn't it? Because, like, when um when WWE did the whole Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch thing, like, oh, they're a couple in real life, did you know? And I with that with Adam Cole and Britt, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, they're a couple. Well also they had Becky like say every five seconds that Seth was her man. Man. Yeah. Man. 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 <laughs> and they brought that they brought that t shirt out that was like the man's man. Yeah. Which, like God cringe. If, if anyone- Cringe factors were yeah. off the charts there. And I mean, and, and also the best thing they could do with them was pair them with Lacey Evans and um, Corbin. Yeah. Anyone Thanks. bought that? Yeah, they need their internet uh, history share. Sun's crying. <laughs> uh, right, next up then we have uh, Champion, Hangman and Page comes out. Again, cuts. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think it's becoming, I don't think it's a, I don't think he is anymore, but I, I, he is. he still feels really underrated as a, as a talker. Yeah. Because all of his promos are banging. I think the thing with Hangman is is that he's very, like... He's almost got, like, kind of the charisma of, like, of Dusty Rhodes. Not in, like, the way that, like, Dusty's, like, a larger-than-life personality, but that he's relatable. I think it's it's one of the things... He's just... He always seemed really humble. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even here, he's, like... He's like, yeah, I've just gone 90 minutes, one of the best wrestlers in the world over two matches for this title, and it's mine. And that's not enough, because, you know, the fans deserve more. And he's like, yeah, you deserve a fighting champion. Like, you deserve me for me to defend this title. And it's, and then he basically says, right, I need a new challenger, which is basically just spin the wheel, isn't it? See what pops up. Yeah. Uh, and Dan Lambert rolls out. And I'm like, I, I was confused. I was like, what's going on here? Is this like... This is Scorpio Sky or, or Ethan Page because they're his guys, like, but none of them are in the title picture. So, so what's happening? I wouldn't have been mad if Scorpio Sky was put in the title picture, yeah. But they, it feels like they're, they're, in, they're in the they're on, they're on the periphery of the Cody verse, aren't they? Like, all between the, the dark hole of Cody. Oh, god, <laughs> with these like black hole just pulling all the fucking nice planets in. It's like a black hole, but it's shaped like his neck tattoo and just sucks in all like, the. <laughs> So it's another good booking ideas and get rid of them. Um, Cody's like levitating like Homelander in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, so it was actually a decent promo from Lambert. He's talking about like all the great cowboy wrestlers of, of back of the day who like used the cowboy name. And uh, he then basically has a crack. And I like this back and forth. So he basically says, oh yeah, you're just like a entitled millennial bitch, basically. Um, and then <laughs> Hangman's like, actually, no, um, I, I grew up on a farm. I, I do, I, do, I actually do all this like cowboy shit. I literally am a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually, my parents are on a farm. I, I literally plow the fields and like rustle cattle and, you know, do all that shit. So fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know why, um, 
a lot of people were complaining about Dan Lambert being part of this. I thought, I thought it kind of worked. Well, especially with what happens next. So, like, as Lambert's, like, running his mouth, Lance Archer's music hits, and the last time we saw Lance Archer and Dan Lambert in the ring together, Lance Archer was giving Dan Lambert a blackout. So, yeah. everyone just assumes that he's here to sort out Dan Lambert, including Dan Lambert, and they basically look like they're about, he's about to smack him one. But then he turns over and just beats the piss out of Paige. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this match. So, yeah, it looks like we've got Lance Archer versus Adam Page. And this is this is perfect. So, obviously, um, Hangman just had these like awesome technical wrestling matches, like big bloody slugs with Brian Danielson. Now, let's just give him a big fuck off monster of the week to, to fight. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Murderbird doing his. Um... His entrance where he's like throwing people up. Yeah, we're just webbing guys around them. He's just beating young lions up for Suzuki. Uh, yeah, and then, oh yeah, we need to talk about this ends with um, oh, with Hangman taking a blackout onto a set of fully unfolded chair. That was horrible. That was a fucking nasty bump. Yeah, that was that was fun. Champion, eh? Champion privilege. Oh man. Would you doing wait. that, would you? <laughs> I can't wait for fucking Archer and Hangman. I, I hope they do like more than one match. So is this going to direct a little build to Revolution or do you reckon they'll do it earlier? I think this is going to be Beach Break. Yeah, it could be. And that's going to be like the big title match for Beach Break is so going to be Hangman. You'll be, be fighting Johnny Gargano by Revolution, mate. Oh, what if Gargano comes out and like just stares down Hangman after the fucking Archer match? <laughs> Johnny Revolution. To be honest, I, I wouldn't be against like them doing a fucking... Um, Texas death match. Yeah, you know, if they announce like a mystery guest for the face of the uh, mystery com- competitor for the face of the revolution ladder match, like they always do, the internet's going to explode. <laughs> they always do. Um, oh shit, who did I, who did how, I say? H- how similar to Rebel Hearts can Ruckus go? <laughs> uh, what, what if he just covers Rebel Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> Ruckus noises so you don't realize. That would be incredible. Uh, right, then backstage... Did I say I thought it was going to be in the fucking ladder match, the Revolution one? Oh, Jake Atlas. I reckon he'll yeah. be the surprise, because he's... If, he's, if, back he, if he's, he's back fit, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be up for him winning that. Just fucking give him all the belts. Yeah. Give TNT. Please give Jake Atlas the TNT title. Uh, right, next up then, we had Tony Schiavone backstage with Arn Anderson, Brock Anderson, Lee Johnson. Um, and Arn is basically trying to teach the young boys some some history and he says this is horseman country because they're in North Carolina yeah uh, and then Tully and FTR just appear as if like you've said fucking Bloody Mary's name in the mirror Tully just pops up when you say the word horseman Tully just appears um, and they basically say um, FTR challenge Brock Anderson and Big Charlie to a match which will be fun yeah and then Dax calls on dad after yeah Let's see you next week dad um, which will be fun because Presumably, FTR is going to stiff the shit out of them in like, in like, this will be like the most, it'll be obviously worked, but it'll be like a welcome to the business sort of match, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how well Lee Johnson sells him um, the fucking big rig. Yeah. Because you know for a fact he's going to do like a Paul London bump off that bad boy. And they'll fucking mind break a Brock's head even further into his body. So good. He'll have even less of a neck by the time uh, by the time this match is over. He'll have his dad's hairline after this match. 
Yeah, right. So next uh, up, then we had a very quick uh, little vignette with Jay Cargill, basically just saying she did what she said she was going to do. Stop it, show. TBS title. Whoop, whoop. Yep, this is fine. Mark uh, Sterling continues to be fucking incredible. I like the idea that Jay is going to like. I, I I don't I don't think they're going to do this, but I'd I'd like them to do this. Have Jade where it's like almost as if she feels like she's too good to defend the title. Yeah. Like play into that. So like she's like, no, this is my belt. I'm not putting it, I'm not gonna defend it against anyone until like she's actually like forced to defend it against somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Then next up, it was a match three. We got Serena D versus Karuchita. This is their th- fourth? Fourth? Oh yeah. Fourth mean. Um um, well, I say it's a match, but uh, she does make her entrance deep, just fucking teleports into a Darby Allen style. Yeah. And then wipes her out on the ramp. Uh, they have a fight on the outside. Deep smashes Sheeta's knee on the ring steps quite a few times. Uh, Sheeta rolls in, and like the ref's like, you, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, 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 I'm good to go. Which is, I like that. It was a nice little touch. Like, Sheeta being like, nah, I'm, I'm all right. Even though, yeah. she very, even though she very much was not. Yeah, even though she had like, well, have you seen the picture of her knee? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, basically, Deeb just smacks her in the knee a bit, tries a few submission holds. Um, and then she does that thing where, like, she, she's got a submission but she's, like, slamming her knee into the mat while she's, like, looking it in, which is yeah. really nice. And then as, before she even gets the submission in properly, like, the ref's like, oh, fuck, now you're out. Calls the match. Yeah. So, uh, Serena Deeb wins by referee stoppage. Well, re- really short. It was, like, two minutes or something like that. Yeah, um, it was um, I, I think I, I saw a lot of people speculating they're gonna drag this out to revolution, which I'm okay with. Well they absolutely will because um I think she does off back to Japan she, for a few weeks. She has gone to Japan for a few weeks, which is why she got took off TV with the knee injury. But then you look at her knee and I think she's actually got a fucking knee injury. Yeah, it, it looks like it's like it looks like an S bend in a toilet. It's like that yeah. it's just some sort of all sorts of weird shape. The the swollenness of her knee is horrible. Uh, yeah. I mean, after the match, Deeb like cracked her in the knee a few times with a kendo stick as well. Um, and it was like, yeah. a real, they really they were they were really selling the knee when they like real heavy. So yeah, TJ made the save, didn't he? Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, it was that was really funny as well. Like Ty Conte posted on um, Twitter, like, "Oh, we, we wish you a, a speedy recovery." And Nyla Rose was like, "Wait, I didn't realize you spoke French." And you just referring to yourself. <laughs> Because Nyla Rose is awesome. Uh, Twitter. Nyla fantastic. <laughs> right, next up then, uh, Tony again backstage with Jurassic Express, Christian Cage. They they do like the babyface things to say speedy recovery to Ray Phoenix. Obviously, we all wish him the best from that. Apparently not that serious injury that he sustained last week. Yeah, I mean, it's the case of the elbows, like six weeks. Yeah, but his arm went like all the way the wrong way. Yeah, which, to be fair, it would have done if he's dislocated his elbow. Just flopping around like a pork filament. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Um, all right, so then they basically say that they want they want to defend the titles against anyone who's ranked in the top five. So enter, no, let's talk about five and three, or four and three, sorry. Uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order rolling. And this was like a slightly more serious, it's still a bit goofy, but slightly more serious. Reynolds and Silver, they were like, yeah, we want to beat you for the titles. It, well, there was no, there was no joking around. There was it- no like, Johnny Hungy, there was no. Well, it was because Chris. It was because Christian kind of just dismissed them, didn't he? Mm. Which Christian, that that heel turns corn, that that train never fucking. 
yeah, you can see Christian's getting like serious and paranoid, and he's going to want his own little bit of fame, isn't he? And you know, it's all I, spiral out think, of control. Yeah, I think that's where they're going with it. Like he's going to like, he's going to kind of, he's going to kind of like become as if like he's like he's living vicariously through Jurassic Express. Yeah, maybe maybe try and enforce the free bird rule on the tag uh, <laughs> team titles, so we can kind of like come in and steal Luchasaurus' shine. If if Marco's not getting renewed i'd love them to do like i know they weren't but i'd love them to do like a kayfabe like backstage segment where christian like ships him off to like canada or something and that's why he's gone forever like christian just gets rid of marco like he's gone now it's like you don't need to worry about him anymore you just see christian facetime and edge just like <laughs> just going um yeah yeah is he, uh, is he still in the room yeah or if you just get christian to get kangrel to kidnap muslim Oh, I'd love it if you brought Gangiva. <laughs> oh, right. Um, so, speaking of Ray Phoenix, next up we have his tag team partner, Penta, versus Matt Hardy. This match was better than it had any right to Yeah, be. this should have been really bad, right? But, like... That's, I mean, that's not I that against Matt Hardy, either. Like, Matt Hardy's fine. He's just clearly... Very slow. He, he's not... He's not the man he once was. I mean, it's. I mean, I love my Hardy. I grew up watching him. He's one of my favorites. But it's getting to a point now where like watching him walk is scary. Yeah, his old bandy legs, his little penguin shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's upsetting. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't even paying that much attention to this match because we were all focused on what someone on Discord thought was Jeff Hardy in the crowd. That's true. That's true. You <laughs> were. Jack thought it was Jeff Hardy and then we pointed out it's not Jeff Hardy because that man is clearly a Latino yeah. um, and also a big fucking horse of a man Rebby was not... there with, with the kids which was quite nice obviously this was taking place in Re- Rebby had home a state. Very... yeah I mean the last time Rebby was here she was like screaming at AW like nearly getting Matt killed so it's, it's nice yeah, that she's last, uh... time, last time Rebby was there it was when they were apologising to her on an episode of Dynamite for nearly killing her husband <laughs> So nice that she got to come back and like it under better, you know, under better context. That was <laughs> that was lovely. She's in a much better mood today. <laughs> uh, there was, I mean, there was some good shit in this match. Like Matt Hardy hit a side effect on the apron. Yeah, which was pretty dope. Um, Penta. Yeah, Penta did mad shit. I mean, Penta hit a fucking fear factor on Matt Hardy, which I didn't think was legally allowed. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to just break. Be like it, be like drop plate on the floor. <laughs> Took the fucking super glue and put them back together. Um, <laughs> I can't see that the comes in. All right, so yeah, so Pentagon win. It was a, it was a fun match. It was decent. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, the crowd was a bit dead. Like to be fair, the the crowd were dead because it was kind of like an unhyped match. But then they were. Matt was like really old because he was the local guy. Yeah, I mean he was doing the delete stuff and everyone was joining him with that. And there was a nice bit at the start where like Matt was doing delete and then Penta was doing like Sailor Mado and then like he took he did like the thing we took the glove off and that was that's always fun. He throws the, I, I, I mean Alex Abraham, there's just like seven people's worth of energy at ringside, isn't he? So Yeah, Alex Abraham says has took all the fucking cocaine before he goes <laughs> out. Uh, right, so then the match finishes. Um the lights go out. Malachi, well, Penta, Penta called up Malachi? He's... Penta called, yeah, Penta basically said he was going to avenge Pac. Yeah. He, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that uh, you, like, get a payback for him um, for what you did to Pac. 
So he calls on Malachi Black, the lights go out, come back on, Alistair Black stood there. Alistair Black? Takes, from Malachi Black. Um, he, takes yeah, out, he, he takes out Penta, starts trying to rip his mask, the Varsity Blondes come out to make the save, they start, this is interesting, so before we get onto the main thing, the Varsity Blondes stop beating down Malachi, and Julia Hart's trying to make them stop. Yeah, because she's been infected. Yeah, which is, that was a nice little detail, which I don't, I think, I, I want, I want when she like removes the eye patch, like. Oh, for it to all be like black, like Alistair Blacks. Like, like, the Malachi, like. Yeah, like, thing, like well, if you notice, so if we're talking about the evolution of Malachi's eye shit, like he had a red contact in today, like it had gone like it's, next level, like it. It's it, like getting more and more infected. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's, um, been, it's been white for a bit, hasn't it? Now it's gone red, like blood red. It was, yeah, it was white when he came back in WWE. And then it's been it's been white the whole time he's done like the whole AEW run and it's like gradually getting bigger and bigger. It's like it was like almost half his face, like the black face paint this time. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Um I wanted literally to kind of like go around half his head by the <laughs> but awesome. he's like full fucking purged. I, really I like also what... want I also want Pac when he comes back to have like eyes like Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> when seeing in like code. Yeah, when uh, like when in the Matrix, when uh, Agent Smith fucking bends his eyes, I want I want Pac to have <laughs> more on that later. Uh, right. So then, as the Vossi plans are beaten on, and the lights go out again, they come back, and in the ring is Mister Brody King. Fucking right, it is. Oh, <laughs> and he looks like lo- an absolute I- monstrosity. I love the fact that the fans were chanting, "We want Brody as well." Yeah. Like when, like, when Alistair oh, Black was stood there, like they were chanting, we want Brody, and then like literally yeah. later, we have Brody. Oh man, so it was so good. Fucking. We um, didn't get so, a snow bomb, which upset me. But... No, but we did get a fucking yowch cannonball. Yeah. And <laughs> he just yeeted the pencil across the ring. Yeah. Through yeah, pencil they, like a fucking child. They basically take all three guys out, and yeah, that's it. And they actually call, Excalibur actually called them the. Um, the Kings on the Black the, Throne. Kings of the Black Throne. But then after after the fact, he was like, <laughs> Tony must have got his headset onto you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> House of, it's, House, it's House of Black, mate. Come on. Um, yeah, because when they, um, spoiler alert, when they announced the match for next week's Dynamite, um, it was... Um, they called it the House of Black, didn't they? The House of Black. So next yeah. week we're getting the House of Black versus the Boston Blondes. I mean, fair play to Garrison and Pillman for offering the bodies up for this. But I can't wait. This will not end well for them. Um, that, 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 um, that double team move as well that uh, the Black and King did was fucking awesome. Oh, where he like Black like picked up like a suplex and like threw him to King like yeah. and then he slammed him down. Yeah. Yeah, that was lovely. Uh, right next up then we had a very quick one um, Chris Statlander Layla Hirsch Red Velvet had a little backstage promo set up their f- match on Rampage uh, Layla, uh, Layla Hirsch absolutely not turning heel don't worry about it no it's going be fine let's just see how this plays out uh, right next up then we had uh, the acclaimed versus Bear Country I have forgotten Max Caster's rap because of what happened on Rampage um, oh shit! What did he say? It was something like um, it was something about Djokovic failing the piss, uh, failing to get uh, jabbed. Yeah, something like Djokovic, not booster shots. 
Um, oh yeah, it was, it was fun. A little little, little jab at Novak Djokovic. It's always, and, always. I know. I know he said. I know he said at the start, unlike Novak Djokovic, you're going to get jab. Yeah. I didn't. I honestly can't remember the rest of the rap. It was, it was. It was. Fine. Oh. It was fun. It wasn't. It wasn't anything like what we saw on Rampage, which we'll talk about in a, in a little while. No, that was that was tremendous. Um, and this match was fine. Good to see Burkundry getting on TV. Uh, they're they're big lads, aren't they? They're big beefy boys. More horses, mate. More horses. More. Bring them all. Book all the horses. Everyone, they, every horse on every show. I, I thought everyone was hostile, like before fucking Brody King showing up, and then Brody <laughs> King showing up. It was like the daddy of all horses, and that wasn't even the end of it. Like you had these, and then you units turn up next. <laughs> Boys, uh, this match was fine. It wasn't. It's never going to move the move the earth. Yeah, it, was um, fun. it was fun. Yeah, it's good to see the acclaimed having to work with someone like considerably bigger than them. See them work a different style. Yeah, it, it, I think I think they benefited from it because they had to rely more on cheating. I am very quickly getting very invested in the acclaimed. Yeah, I've always I've always enjoyed them, but I think since they've come back and they're like. As we said last week, like Tony, you can tell like Tony Khan's took a bit more of a. Well, they've they've found the balance now. They've found like the sweet spot, haven't they? And it's the combination. Yeah. It's the combination of Max being like genuinely quite funny, like Bowen's physical comedy is off the charts good. He is he, Bowen's himself is like a, a legitimately incredible guy. Like he's such a a shining example of like a professional. He's a very good wrestler. and he's a very nice person as well. He's like a great like LGBT ambassador. He's, um, you know, he comes across incredibly well in interviews. He speaks very humbly, and he's he's very, very, very nice. And yeah, and, and he's he is. I mean, Max is fine, but Bowen's is a, he's special in the yeah. ring, like he really is. Um, but yeah, really good fun match. Uh, Max Caster hits a very good elbow drop, probably the best I've ever seen him do it. Yeah, yeah, it was proper, like proper Shawn Michaels one. Mm, he got some good height, uh, so that was fine. Post match. Uh, Sting rocks up for the distraction. Darby appears at the back. Darby manages to do a fucking dive with whilst holding his skateboard because he's a lunatic. Yeah. Just why not? Caster gets Scorpion Death Drop, and that's it. Um, smash up the boombox as well. Oh yeah, Bowens look like doesn't. But Bowens goes to hit Darby with the boombox, and then Sting just smashes it with his bat. Yeah. Shit. Uh, then we get. Then we, now we have Spooky Pack. Oh, this is awesome! I've, I've watched this back about four times to try and make sense of it. I mean, this was like on the same oh. level as the Kenny Big Bollocks promo, wasn't it? Yeah, I love. I love the fact that um, it, it's it's funny actually. You made the comparison on the news video before of Pack and Mustafa Ali, and I love the fact that he's like got like this production value in his flat. Yeah, and I, I love. I love the whole idea is that like. Pack's kind of becoming more and more unhinged when he's got to sit in his flat in Newcastle. It's it's fun, isn't it? It's like it's, it's almost like just Pack's this character, and it's like almost like wrestling is like the release for him as a as a character. And like when he can't let it out, it sort of consumes him a little bit, and it sort of takes him to like weird places. Yeah, but I I, I loved it. So it starts. He's got like his eyes like bandaged up, hasn't he? He's got he's got pictures of himself with the eyes like edited, like photoshopped out. Yeah. Um. And he's just sat there, he's like, Mr. Bastard, they say you'll never see again. And he's got like a tarot card, um, which I can't remember what the tarot card was now. Was it the judge or the executioner? Something like that, yeah. He's, he's talking about justice being blind as well, isn't he? 
Yeah, my fine justice. It's amazing, like the, the the level of dread the pack can generate with the promo is genuinely I, impressive. I, I love, I love when he comes like back to England and they have him like do like a promo like that. Just gets on the Nuki Brown and just smashes it. Yeah, like li- literally, they just they, they put the promo on on telly and it's like, oh god, oh god, people, <laughs> oh, god. people are gonna like, be genuinely afraid. That's the first time I've ever thought Malachi Black's in any danger in his entire AW run. Yeah. Like, even even when, like, we knew Cody was going to get his fucking win back, <laughs> I didn't think Malachi was in danger. I, I thought mean, I was going to get it. We'll get it for a little while, but that eventual Malachi pack match is going to absolutely fuck, isn't it? Yeah. Funnily enough, um, just to pull a curtain back, I've recorded, this is the third podcast I'm recording today. Uh, we did the news before this, and I did NXT UK before. On on this day, in, I think it was 2017, we got um, Pack versus Tommy End. Oh, sorry, Chris. Neville versus Tommy End on um, the UK uh, tournament show on the WWE. Network. Oh, yeah. Was that before... Um, it was Malachi before Dunbar's finals. <laughs> was it before Malachi signed or before he changed his name? It was before he changed his name. He, just after he joined he just signed. Like was that probably before he probably before he reported to America, wasn't it? It's was funny because he was in Europe still, so he would have gone. Yeah, he, first and then over to America. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd like signed like that week. Oh, fair or enough. Like, maybe, like a month or two before, um, yeah. and just before they started doing the Alistair Black vignettes in NXT. But yeah, so we're ready for um for like a good six months of oh let's let's why not have six months of um, Pack and Malachi trying to do spooky murder to each other. The, yeah, the thing is, they could literally have Pack and Malachi in the ladder match for like the TNT title one. Mm. Do that thing where they like don't quite bring them together, but they sort of tease it a lot. But tease it, yeah, yeah. and then end, end up with them like brawling through the crowd, maybe to like just get out the match. Yeah, and then they could. Then you do win. Penta and you do Penta and Pack versus Malachi and Brody. Kings of the Black Brown, yeah, and or then. And then eventually you do. Um, I think they it's got enough legs they could hold it off till double or nothing. Yeah, I mean I just want to see it all forever. Basically, I think I think the match will absolutely slap. I think it'll be amazing. Um, yeah. I can't wait for that. All right, uh, moving That's on then. Like, look, like the best guy in AW. Who? Pack. Yeah, because he's, 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 he's just the best in AW. He's just he's just so you can put him anywhere and he works like 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 they did last year like you need someone to challenge Kenny because mm-hmm. everyone else is fucked just throw Pack in there like straight away and he's instantly he's instantly credible enough to be a champion a challenger like I want to see him take on Hangman because I think him and Hangman will have a great match him and Hangman did have a great match oh yeah I know Hangman passed, Hangman passed out the brutalizer so there's a story there He's got a win over Hangman, so he's got a reason to want to challenge him. Which I mean, Pac's gonna. I think Pac's gonna have a big. We always say this, but I think Pac's gonna have a big year this year. Yeah, I think it's a matter of. T- I, it's I think. Really- I think. I think the last year or so, he's been let down by the fact that he couldn't travel. Yeah, I, I feel like he would have probably got further along in AEW if if he had either moved to America or he was allowed to travel. Yeah. So I think I think eventually when we see travel restrictions get a bit more used, I think Pac's going to have a big good old time. Mm. Right, moving on then, a uh, little quick one. Uh, Tony was backstage talking to Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt's in a very sort of reflective mood. He basically says he realizes he needs to make focuses on not trying to improve other teams around him. He needs to focus on making himself better. And um, private party, yeah, look, private party, looking a little bit despondent behind him. 
and uh, Andrade Alilo comes in. He's a uh, he's not trying to buy private party this time. Fucking love him. I used to bet <laughs> Andrew Daddy's new gimmick of just wanting to buy people is fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh, but he said he wants to make a deal with Math. So Hardy said that he's intrigued, and they basically walk off to make to go into a business. And right. more importantly, so- Matt tells private party not to come with him. He's like, no, no, no. My my theory is that Andrew Daddy is going to buy the Hardy family office off Matt Hardy, or at least private party. I think. I I reckon he's going to like buy the whole thing, and then Matt's going to kind of go off on his own for a bit while they wait. We're waiting for Jeff Hardy to show. Yeah, I mean it's a way of getting Matt yeah. away from everyone, isn't it, to sell to Jeff? Yeah, and then we're going to get private party versus the Hardys, and it's going to be fucking slow. What if he goes back to broken Matt? How would they get him back to Broken Matt, though? Just have Sammy cuss him again. I don't know. <laughs> have Sammy drop him off a fucking forklift again. <laughs> off a cherry picker. Jesus Christ. Um, um, they could find a way. Yeah. You could, you could have someone beat him up backstage and that breaks him. What they could do... And then it, you could reveal that it was actually Jeff Hardy that beat him up because then when he's broken, he can't even Jeff Hardy. It was, it was Willow. It was Willow. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Oh God no! Oh God, what if we all we found was this black and white umbrella? It's like, oh God no! <laughs> oh no, sad willow noises. Uh, right. Well, I mean, it's just, just yeah. Look forward to that. Uh, right then, we we'll move on to the. I, we'll I think on. this. I think this is pl- like laying the groundwork for Jeff to come in. Though. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like that way. Absolutely. Uh, right, we we'll move on to the main event then. Um, I mean, so in a, in a match in in a show jam packed with huge hot boys. We actually get a main event between two of the smallest guys on the roster. Yeah, but they're fucking slapped. Oh my god, this was incredible. Yeah. Um so this was something there, there, was few, there was a few things which we'll get to in a sec where it was like, Sammy, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so this was Sammy Guevara versus Danny Garcia for the TNT title. Um oof, yeah, I mean, if these guys are gonna be sticking around Nader for a while, then we're gonna have some good fun matches. Daniel Garcia's got to be a future uh, TNT champion. I said to you, didn't I? Like when the match start, when the match started, did no one tell these guys that it was like they had like 15 minutes left in the show because they were going out like they had five minutes left before the show ended. Because this match, like you know, normally there's like a feeling out process and then like maybe one or two little yeah like, like little holds. These guys just went fuck off and went full into it. Like there's, there's something Daniel like Daniel Garcia as well. He's like so experienced beyond his years. It's mental. Like it's mental to think he's only been wrestling for like three years. Yeah, and that he's like isn't he like 23, 24? He's, he's ridiculous. I think he's just turned twenty-three. He is. It, it's young. insane. Like it. There's like no waste of motion. Like it with him. So, but and he's a proper like wrestling historian. So he's a proper nerd. He's like basically if you took Eddie Kingston and put him in the body of a twenty-two-year-old lad with like good athleticism. Yeah, it. But it's like he, there was a bit where Sammy kind of backs him in the corner, and as like the as the refs like walking Sammy away, he's just like throwing like elbows at Sammy. Yeah, and the thing I really like about him as well, if you follow him on Twitter, like every time every, after every one of his matches, he like tweets like in kayfabe about like how he 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 was able to counter certain moves but couldn't counter other moves. Mm. And he talks about in this match, like when Sammy went for the first GTH, he he over rotated him, so he was able to land on his feet, and that's how he was able to counter it. And because he knew he knew but, that Sammy was te- yeah, had a tendency to do that, so he was back really- of the- well, he said he knew that Sammy had a tendency to do that, so he was ready for it. So as soon as he threw him, he, he thought, right, if he throws me too far, I can land and grab him straight away. And like, and that's so cool. Like little bits like that. It yeah. makes obviously I know wrestling's not real, but like it, it makes it, it it makes you think like about oh, it's just it's just really good. I 
I reckon he's going to win Bowler. Oh, that's a shout. Yeah. He's in it, isn't he? Yeah. He's, oh, I, I, I think him and Jonah is like the, the obvious choice to win it. I think Garcia could be a... a He's a dark horse, isn't he? A dark horse pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so the match was fantastic. Chris Jericho and Eddie Graham, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston were at ringside. Um, yeah, I mean, loads... Of, like, so, yeah, as um, as Sammy tries for the first DKH, Garcia catches him, turns him over and puts him in one of the best-looking sharpshooters I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, the way, the way he locked it in, instead of, like, grabbing, like, the, the heels, he grabbed them by his knees. Yeah, and did it all from there, which was great. Um, yeah, that pile driver he hit on Sammy looked... Ooh. Oh. That was scatty. Ooh. Yeah. Um, the 2.0 come out, attack Jericho. Uh, and then after a bit of a distraction, a bit of back and forth, Sammy hits a totally fine GTH. Ugh. <laughs> It looked horrible. Yeah. And uh, picks up the win. Yeah, great, really, really fun match. Didn't, didn't uh, Daniel Garcia get knocked loose because of it? Maybe. I don't know. Who could say? I mean, he's wrestling in an hour, so kind of been knocked up loopy. Um, Yeah, so that's that's that. Um, again, I, I really want them to fight more in the future, please, because that was really good fun. Yeah. I, I can see us getting like a trios match between like Jericho, Kingston and... Um, Sammy against the uh, 2.0 and Garcia. Yeah. Right, so that'll do it for Dynamite. Uh, Jay, what were your highs and lows then, mate, before we move to the rampage? Um, My high was... The obvious thing to say, Brody King's a fucking lung. Um, And I did I did think it was a very good debut. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking. I'm gonna say Brody King. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. In fact, no, no, you know what? I'm not. I'm gonna say Murderbird coming back. Yeah, you can have them both if you want. You can have you can have just returns and days I, if you yeah, want. Yeah, I was made up to see Lance Archer. I was genuinely made up to see him. Um, I like that he turned heel, and we're gonna get him throwing young lines through the fucking, or oh, sorry, dark extras through the uh, <laughs> through the yeah, freaking out, going ah, Lance, what are you doing? Um. And yeah, Brody King's debut was just cool as shit, wasn't it? Yep. Any lows? Um, the only low really would be the that the Hobbs and Dante finish was very similar to the Punk and Wardlow one, and where it was played, uh, they both felt very similar. Like, yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. I could get that. Um, okay. But that's um, mean. Yeah, like I said, it was it was it was a weird one because it wasn't it was one of those dynamites where everything was just kind of good. Like nothing was exceptional, nothing was terrible. It was just everything was yeah. kind of fine, like decent. Um, I'll take for a high. I'll take Punk v Wardlow just because of the spectacle. It felt like a huge deal while it was happening. Yeah, and it was it. It felt like the the, the AW equivalent of the Suplex City. Like it did. And like, like this is a fucking huge, like, epic shift in moments. So I'll go with that. Um, lows. I mean, I maybe felt the match that put Wardlow on the map. I'd maybe say I think there was one match too many on the card. So maybe I don't think Penta v Mahardy need to be there. I think you could have just had Brody King turn up in the middle of a promo. Yeah, you could have had. Could I, get, have... I mean, I mean, I get they probably wanted to put Matt on with it being his home show. Yeah. And it was fine. It didn't upset me. You know, it was just I just thought you could maybe, you could maybe if if Sheeta could go, 
maybe give that give that ten minutes to Shida versus Dave and have a proper match. Yeah, uh, um, do, do you reckon Shida's a injury came from the match itself? Or? No, no, I think this has been a pre. I think this is already already in place. Yeah, she didn't really do anything in the match. She just rolled around on the floor a bit. Got fucking annihilated by Serena. Uh, right, we'll, we'll crack on quickly to Rampage. We'll bash through this. Yes, oh, right. good luck with that because the first match was an absolute banger. Um, so first up, then we had Adam Cole versus Trent Beretta, which yeah, this was fucking. You forget how good Trent is till he's like actually wrestling. Don't you? you forget how good. Well, not only Trent, but and it's, it's 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 like a unique position where both Trent and Adam Cole are really good at making stuff look really horrible when it's actually really quite safe. Yeah, the fact that Adam Cole was working Trent's neck for the whole match upset me. Yeah, although some of his neck breakers were oof. When he threw him like head first, more or less into the fucking guardrail, I was like, oh, what are you yeah. doing for him? That neck breaker where he like sort of sat down, it was like on his shoulder, and he just sort of sat down like a stunner. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, oh, that was, that was bad stuff. Yushi Garoshi, that was fucking horrible as well. Yeah. It was, it was, this was a great match. It was just two guys just going, basically, should we just do like a really hard hitting, like New Japan style match? Yeah, they were, they went fucking hard. It was great. Just, uh, you know, Trent Swing and DT was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole tried for a Panama Sunrise on the outside. Trent did the horrible pile driver on the apron on Cole. Yeah. Let's just look at that. That actually looked scatty. I got that upset me a bit. Someone's crying. Yeah. Cole kicked out of Strong. Well, he got his foot on the ropes from Strong Zero. Yeah. Yeah, they. Um, had everyone at ringside, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Yeah, this was great. So the, the finish came then as... Well, they had a big breakdown, didn't it, towards the end, uh, where everyone started fighting. Statlander and Baker just well on each other the ramp. And in, in the cut of chaos, uh, Cole managed to hit Trent with a low blow and then hit with a boom. And that was I, good for the way. I love the level of trolling that Adam Cole is doing to people who think he should already be the AW World Champion. <laughs> oh, and he's wasting Adam Cole. The fact that he's literally winning by hitting people in the dick. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. Good on him. And yeah, really, really fun. Really, really, really fun match. Um, I mean, Adam Cole is just value for money, and you know, you, you know what you get uh, with him. Adam Cole um, opening Rampage in 2022 is the equivalent of the Young Bucks opening Dynamite. In 2021. 2021. <laughs> it's like, right, we need, we need someone to go out there and do like 12 minutes of like really good wrestling. Get the, get the crowd into the show. Get like, yeah, because you get the music on first. Because it's it's after dynamite. Everyone's like sort of energy's dropped a bit. You get Adam Cole's music to hit. Everyone picks up. It's the big like crowd participation thing, isn't it? And then yeah. Adam Cole just does like a ten minute banger, and it's like, all right, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, and it, this was this was good as well because like there was a lot of outside like stuff going on, but it wasn't it wasn't too much. Well, it was so very, it, it was very restrained. It was very restrained for most of the match, wasn't it? Until it broke down very quickly, and then it was, then it was very quickly into the finish. So it didn't like overshadow the match in any way. Yeah, like li- literally, um, the only time it really, uh, like, it, 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 they started all fighting was when Chuck Taylor just slapped this piss out of fucking Nick, <laughs> Nick uh, Jackson. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that shirt he was wearing, he wanted to slap him. Yeah, that's true. Matt was dressed like um, Ray Wise again, wasn't he? Yeah, and right while well, you could argue that Nick was dressed like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> dressed like Willow. <laughs> Nick starts carrying around an umbrella. I'm going to start getting real scared. Oh, God. 
Uh, next up, then, we had a lovely little video package um, on Thunder Rosa Mercedes Martinez, which was great. Really put over Mercedes Martinez is a big deal, I thought. Yeah, I'm made up for Mercedes Martinez because she's fucking awesome. And yeah. I felt when she signed with WWE, because obviously she just appeared for AW. And she... <laughs> she's had an interesting few years, so she appeared for AW, and then she turned down. Well, I don't know if she turned down a contract. She signed with WWE. She did a bit in NXT. And she got called into retribution, saw the writing on the wall, was like, fuck this shit. Went back to NXT, wrestled in NXT, got released in the world of an AW. It's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited. She 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 came across like like a super big threat here. And like I think I, I think Rose is the perfect um first opponent for her. Like, they can just beat the yeah. shit. They can just beat the shit out of each other and have a really good time doing it. Yeah. I mean, Mercedes Martinez is awesome. She's Great, she trained. She trained Shayna Baszler, so that, that says enough about her already. Yeah, how awesome she is because she gives us she gives us Shayna Baszler. Um, but yeah, I I think she's gonna have a probably a probably a good year. If um, who's who do we think's gonna dethrone Brit? Rosa, obviously. Do you think it's going to be Rosa? Yeah, it's written in the stars because the, the whole the whole yeah. um, the whole story's been like the divergent path, like ever since the the light out match. He's, he's like the Batman to Brit's Joker. Well, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just that, but like ever since the light out match, it's been uh, Brit Baker got all the rub off that. Like she the one she's the one who got elevated into the main event scene, and she's won and Rose, the title. Won. And Rosa got nothing, and like so, Rosa's going to come back and get that glory back basically and, and win the title. Yeah, that's that'd be cool. I'll be down with that. Uh, next up then we had Sean Spears coming over Wardlow taking on Andrew Everett. Um, yeah. Hey, he looks all right, didn't he? But he literally got demolished by Spears. Yeah, I, I liked how they showed Wardlow looked visibly annoyed like throughout the match. Yeah. Is Andrew Everett signed? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. He was a local guy, I thought, wasn't he? Hmm? He was a local guy. He's um, Yeah, he's a local guy. He, uh, I think he was trained by Mahadi. He was best known for his time in Impact Wrestling. Where he tagged with Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee, Eddie Edwards, and DJZ. Oh, no. Yeah. Trevor Lee and Gregory Shane and Shane Helms. Yeah. Yeah. He's, de- he's decent. I quite like Andrew Ever. Um, he did a few little bits in NWA as well. Trained by Matt and Jeff. Yeah. Fair play. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Spears just caught him in the C4 and uh, did him pretty much. And then cut, yeah. a nice, cut a nice little promo. Uh, you don't normally think of Sean Spears as a promo guy, do you? But it, when he, the thing with Sean Spears, everyone kind of like dunks on him because he's like, he's always sort of been like an enhancement guy, hasn't he? Yeah. He's always been a bit of a meme, hasn't he? He's always been like, I mean, like, he got his, he got his bare ass spanked by gold dust. Yeah. But like, he, in NXT, he was over as fuck, but it was oh yeah, he's, he's the ten guy. Yeah. Um, and then in AW again, he he's kind of been a bit like almost like the butt of like a joke a lot of the time. The thing is, like he, he's even for that the Cody, and then he didn't really have anything else planned. But yeah, but the thing is, he's because he, he, he's a trainer as well, isn't he? He, he runs his own training yeah. school and like he, he trains people in AW, like so he doesn't really need to be a main guy because he's got he, he does flat, other things. The flat back. Backs rest Flatbacks with him and Breeze, is it? Breezy, baby. Yeah, Breeze. so... Pulling himself now. So I think he's... he's I mean, he's, he's, he's never going to be a champion, but he's, he's carved himself out a nice little career. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, he's he, again, he's, yeah, he, when you need him to do something like this, he can, just effortlessly. Like, how easy yeah. did he slip like, into that into that character? When he um, when he was doing that feud with uh, Cody, his promo work, and that was fucking excellent. Yeah. 
I liked him saying like he's the guy that MGF sends to handle his business when he needs to deliver a message. And I thought, oof, that made him sound like quite dangerous. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I I like that a lot myself. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm in the match next week. I'm I'm, just, I'm, I'm intrigued at how it's going to go. It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be good fun. I I liked Wardlow's reaction when he said that as well. Yeah, Wardlow uh, was like, "Fuck you, talking about." <laughs> right, we need to get into the main the main the main theme of tonight's show. Uh, the the thing I was most excited about. We need to talk about goth phase. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the, the, the diss track um, from the acclaimed about Darby and Sting. So this is the second like full-on video diss track. The first one was... Two uh, grown men going through a goth phase. first one was Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, wasn't it? The cut back was, last year. I think that was my favourite of, out of the two songs, but this was fucking great. Yeah, I think I slightly prefer this one. Uh, this was incredible. So highlights. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It was like two minutes of, of, of very densely packed jokes and references. Um, it starts off with um, like a jackass parody, doesn't it? You yeah, well, it was. Um, it was Darby like doing like. It was like when Darby does one of his videos. But it, it actually started with like um, Bowens as Darby doing like a high am Darby welcome to like welcome to jackass. It was like a Johnny Knoxville bit to the camera. Yeah. Uh, he basically said, he literally said, hi, I'm Darby Allen, this is Stang. Stang. And that was, so it was, it was Andy Bowens dressed as Darby with the face paint and he had on his chest, he had Everybody Loves the Acclaimed instead of like Nothing's Over yeah. the Underground, which was great. I think, uh, I think it was, we said we think it's his partner who was playing Sting. Uh, it wasn't. I'm just trying to find out who it was because there was an interesting fact about him. All right. So there was a guy playing Sting. Uh, and I'm the first person to show to appear on uh, Raw and Rampage in the same week. Oh, cool. Um, so there's, there's a chap dressed as Sting, and the, the, video, the, the video started with Max Cassidy hitting Bowens in the back with a piece of wood before the video started, like like a jackass bit intro. Um, and then they went straight into the into the rap. That, that, that fucking sucked. Yeah, well, uh, someone asked Bowens, like, what was his favourite part of the video? And he said, um, being able to put his shirt back on after, like, standing outside his shirt <laughs> off in, like, 30-degree weather. And I was like, okay, fair yeah, enough. I was going to say, it looked fucking cold. So they were in, like, an abandoned, like, building. Very similar to the one that Sting and Derby room, and they were saying they were hoodlums and throwing stuff around. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. The, whole point, the whole point of the video is the two grown men that are going through a goth phase. And, like... Um, yeah, it was so good. There's so many fun references in it. Um, they basically at one point Max says that they're going to hit Sting with a buckle bomb. Yeah, that was that was uh, naughty, wasn't it? <laughs> it was great. There was this. Uh, there was so much good stuff. Um, yeah, like I said, the acclaimed are really hitting for me at the moment. Uh, which yeah, I, I just give them a win over Darby and Sting next whenever they when they when they wrestle, please, because like they deserve it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And yeah, I, I can't. It's fine. It's fine. People can Google it. It's, it's no matter. I'll find his name. Yeah. Anyway, he, uh, yeah, he, he, he appeared on Raw and Impact this week. Sweet. Impact. I have Rampage. Sorry. So yeah, really fun video. Um, like some some really fun. Like there's a bit where towards the end. I mean, thanks to Bowen's physical comedy is so good. There's a bit towards the end where Bowen's does like a coffin drop and it looks like he's done it off like a building, but he's not. He's fallen like three foot into some snow, and he does like a snow angel. Yeah, 
<laughs> which is great. Well, I mean, Caster's rapping. I, I, I'm not gonna. I won't spoil it by like dropping any of the of the hottest lyrics. It's it's all on YouTube. Go and watch it. It's two minutes long. It's really really good fun. It's, it's wonderful. It's really good. It's one of the funniest things. And again, it's it's a really good example of what happens when you give talent like just license to go and be themselves. Yeah, I I I really like the um, the acclaimed kind of dynamic they've got at the moment. It's very. It, 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 you, you can tell they're just two mates having a laugh. Yeah, like uh, going back to going back to um to the um the news stories before they they retweeted the um the Sunny story about her like trying to stab her partner, oh, and um, Max Caster retweeted it and said that's not how you scissor. Yeah, yeah, he did. It's like oh, <laughs> oh god. Oh, yeah, right, then moving on, we had um, women's trios match. We had Layla Hirsch, Red Velvet, and Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford, the Bunny, and Nyla Rose. And a loop. Yeah, it was fun, fun match. Again, it was it was it, unfortunate. It was it was the the placement on the card it meant it, it didn't get the picture in picture. It got the it got the actual full ad break, so it kind of broke the match up a little bit. But it was a yeah, really fun match. Again, the story of this was. The sort of miscommunication between Hirsch and Statlander, like they're tagging themselves in off each other and they're having like a bit of a tiff, aren't they? Yeah, well, um, Statlander was pretty much like dominating the match, wasn't she? Um, and then after a while, um, Hirsch kind of like saw her ass a bit, didn't she? And tagged herself in and then got yeah. rolled up. Yeah, and then she got rolled up for the loss. Uh, it was really, again, really, really fun match. Um, everyone got a chance to sort of show off. I like that they've. I like that if if this is like Penelope and the Bunnies, sort of like not reward as such, but like because they put on a really good match the other week. That match that WWE said was terrible um, because it was brutal. Like what was it? Self mutilation? They called it some bollocks. Gordy self mutilation bullshit. Yeah. Prince. What Vincent called it, but at least he's watching the fucking other guys and seeing what they're doing, as opposed to, you know, yeah, acting blissfully unaware. As he I mean, that's that submission style on the lockdown looked horrendous in a good way. Yeah, that was great. Um, but yeah, um, and a big. Um, big blue thunderbomb from Statlander, which was great. But yeah, uh, Layla, Layla sort of fucks up and tags herself in, and they they have a little fight. And then um, I think it was Nyla rolled her up, was it? No, it uh, wasn't. It was no, it was the bunny. Bunny, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was good. Um, next up, then they had Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page backstage with Dan Lambert. Scorpio Sky just saying about his undefeated streak. Uh, Page asking where Cody was. And basically, Scorpio basically said, "Whoever is the TNT champion, it doesn't matter who it is, because Scorpio's going to come take it off him." Which is, yeah, absolutely. Give me that. That's fine. Yeah, let's get the belt away from Cody, please. <laughs> then we'll get to the next, um, the next, our next favorite part. Um, Ricky Starks calling up Jay Lethal on commentary. Lethal comes out to get into it with Starks. Um, that's, that's, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, basically, Stark says that. <laughs> Um, so Lethal said that Team Taz is making him sick and he's going to sort them out basically challenging Starks to an FTW title match he says he's got to run it by Taz first because Taz is his daddy um, so he says whatever Taz tells you to do do the opposite and all of a sudden Taz just kicks off saying I don't give a shit about Ring of Honor yeah uh, very because Tony Tony because Taz is like Taz is like he hasn't got any credentials to challenge and Tony's like well, he was Ring of Honor world champion and Taz is like I don't give a shit about Ring of Honor oh it's just he's just angry Taz um 
Yeah, you you could tell him. Um, you could tell throughout the show as well that Ricky Starks genuinely wanted to punch Jericho by the end. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> Every time he tends. See Magnum rolling his eyes every time Jericho says something. Yeah, um, and like when he's when he's trying to do like the stay at home with a daily thing, you can hear Jericho going, "Kick his ass, lethal." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, lethal versus Stark is a match I'm happy to see I, for the FTW title. Yeah, I I still think that Dante is going to take the belt off Starks. Yeah, it's going to force Taz's hand to send up. But the way that they're building the belt up, like the building up the defense, like they're making Starks do more and more matches, so it's eventually going to get round to Dante. Yeah. Which is great. I really like the way that's going. Yeah, and also, as I say, it, it's making the belt, it's making the belt feel more important for when Hook gets it. Yeah. Uh, right then, uh, we before we go to the main event, we have the Mark Henry interview segment. Uh, lovely little touch here. Um, Silver Reynolds have some kazoos. Yeah. Just, just every edging Christian reference. <laughs> I mean, I want, I want this uh, next time. I want to like a five second pose or anything. Uh, it's, I want to go with the big sunglasses. You know, come out through the crowd. Yeah, this is great. I mean, it shows that, like, obviously, some Reynolds. You say like obviously they're showing a bit more seriousness with regards to the title pursuits, but they're still they've still got that great like inherent I, comedy to them, haven't they? I love them when they did it's time when Mark did it's time of the main event. Did you see John Silver lipstick there? Yeah. <laughs> he does that every time he's on he's on Rampage, to be fair. Every time he's in the minimum, he does it. It's great. Silver? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I, I just saw I, did it I when he got... they, they, they had a main event against um Super Click, didn't they? Who are they? They did. And they did the same thing. Uh, it was great. Uh yeah. So then we have uh, the main event, obviously Lucasaurus and Jungle Boy versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds for the tag titles. It's my oh. fucking slap. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? This was so, so I, good. I thought at one point that Silver and Reynolds were going to do it. Oh, when they hit like there was the combination finish, yeah. Because even Sarah said like that was that was practically three. There was there was a, a like two there was a two count that Reynolds got on Jungle Boy right near the end. Was it the jackknife? Yeah. And Jungle Boy literally just kicked out before. It was like two point nine 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 nine. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, oh, it was, it was, this this match was like. Remember back when like we were having those like banger tag matches open in the card every week, and like yeah. nine times out of ten, it was like the Young Bucks or Jurassic Express, and like Jurassic Express were just going out there and just having great matches with everyone. This is back. To, we're back to that. If this is going to be the hallmark of, of Jurassic Express's um, title run, then we're in for a good time because they're going to have throwing great matches with everyone so far. I'd, I'd be quite happy if Rampage was just. Um, it was just open up with Adam, an Adam Cole match and then close with a Jurassic Express match. Close, close with it. Not even a Jurassic Express match, just a banging tag match. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be absolutely fine. Um, I mean, this was everything, wasn't it? You had um, that that mad. Should we talk about that turnbuckle spot? Yeah, go on. So you had. Let me see if I can remember this right. You had Jungle Boy. Trying to superplex Reynolds, but then Silver goes up to try and power bomb Jungle Boy. And then Luchasaurus goes to just pick up Silver, and so they end up. They basically they, they tease it and then they don't do it, and they go back to it and do it straight away. So you end up with Jungle Boy gets picked up by Silver, who's on Luchasaurus's shoulders, 
but he also then suplexes Reynolds at the same time. So Reynolds falls like the fucking height of four people. Yeah. I don't know how he doesn't like immediately just explode. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. It was such a it was such it's a mass and the then the crowd popped huge for it. It was massive. Yeah. It was a cool tower of doom spotlight. It was very cool. Yeah, it was it was absolutely awesome. Um and then it all sort of broke down. That's when you had the, the sort of that's I I love that little silver Reynolds. Like it's like the um the suplex into like the something else and something else and it finished with the jackknife and it's it's really it's it's, it's super slick and like really crisp the way they do it it's, it's awesome that's that's because they call it liquid wrestling is that what they call it that's what they call it yeah oh fair enough um then after that you get um is that before or after that you got the destroyer probably just by jungle boy off the back of the service um I was after that, wasn't it? Yeah, because after that, Jungle Boy hit the big clothesline and the Hurricane ran off the apron on Silver. Yeah. Sent Silver into Uno, which just seemed unnecessary. That seemed unnecessarily harsh on Uno. He did not yeah. run. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, Jungle Boy jumped off Luchasaurus for the for the um, Destroyer. Then Luchasaurus just annihilated John Silver on the apron. And then they hit their double-team move on uh, Reynolds for the win. Yeah. Really? Yeah, great, great match. It went about went about tenish minutes, ten to twelve minutes, probably something like that. Yeah, didn't feel it didn't feel like it was just dragged or anything. It didn't feel there was no there was no downtime. It was just it was just bang 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 all the way through. Yeah, didn't Reynolds nearly um, reverse the their finish as well? Possibly. Or was it just Luchasaurus struggle to get him up? Maybe you know, I think Luchasaurus just nearly dropped him. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. It, it didn't look as crisp as it could, considering like what Reynolds and Silver had just hit on Jungle Boy like minutes before. It didn't look yeah. as crisp as it could have, but it was still still a great match, really really good fun. Uh, right, yeah. that's it. That's Rampage. And Jay, uh, do you want to give me your highs and lows, if you Um, my high would have to be Adam Cole versus Trent. Bay bay. Really fun. Really enjoyed it. Fair. Um, I didn't have a look. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I'm going to go for the tag match um, for my high. Because again, it was just real good, real like balls to the wall, complete fun. Uh, and similarly, you make no lows. Again, Rampage is really hard to find a bad bit of one hour of AW. Yeah. It's until until Ramp. Well, before Rampage come around NXT UK, it was my favorite hour of wrestling. I think this is overtook it now. Yeah, I mean, it would have been, my down would have been Jay Lethal versus Ricky Starks promos, but then Taz just raided in there and elevated <laughs> it to like new heights, didn't he? So, <laughs> oh, I don't give a shit about Ring of Honor. I do have a low, and it's Chris Jericho on commentary. Fair, yeah, okay, okay, that he really gets on my nerves. Uh, right, before we quick before we wrap up, we've got some questions from our Discord. If you want to join our Discord and ask some questions yourself, you can do that on Title Rest Pod. Players absolutely spammed us with some questions. Players going mad on the questions. So I think we've we've covered a few of these already. Yeah, I think. So first of all, she said, "Do you think AW are teasing too many feuds at once, or do you think they're sowing the seeds to come back to later in the year?" Well, we've kind of covered that, haven't we? We sort of said, "Yeah, this 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 felt very yeah. much like a lay in the groundwork sort of episode." Yeah, it's it's like the. It, it definitely feels like they're planting the seeds for a lot of long-term feuds. But then they've obviously got to do, like, short-term stuff. Like, long-term, you look at, obviously, MJF Wardlow, um, a little bit more long-term as well. I feel like Ricky Starks and Dante Martin 
yeah, or like the whole the whole transition of Team Taz towards a Hulk centric. <laughs> obviously, Cole and Red Dragon versus the Bucks and Kenny. Yeah, that's going to have to come to a head at some point. Yeah, just do Blood and Guts first, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. The next question: uh, Do you see Jurassic Express holding the belts for long, and who do you think will take them off? Them? I. Well, let's say we'll say long with. Do you think they'll still be holding the belts of full gear? And regardless of that, who do you think is going to take the belts off? I don't think they'll still have them full gear. I think they're probably going to have them until maybe all out. And I've. You could. You could. Actually, no, I don't even think. I don't even see them holding it to all. I see, I see, I see all or not. Double or nothing being the, the moment for I them, maybe. Nothing, yeah. Um, as for who could take them, I think it's a toss-up between Proud and Powerful, or possibly Men of the Year. Oh, okay. Can I can I can I interest you in a in a wild opinion? Go on, the Hardys. That that was that was someone else I was thinking. <laughs> or the Black Throne. Yeah, I mean they're always. I mean, if, if the only reason that they're not tag team champions is because they haven't decided they want to be tag team champions. Yeah, the two, the two <laughs> busy recruiting back to the House of Black. Uh, another question then, also from Faye. Again, uh, top questions. Do you think Mox will be back before his GCW debut? And if he comes back next week, do you think he'll interfere in the Archer slash Hangman match slash feud? Um, I, it seems inconceivable, doesn't it, that Moxie will make his debut in GCW back back? You think like he would want Tony would want him to at least appear in AW first? Like surely, surely, like logic dictates. Apparently, he was meant to come back last week. I, I, yeah, I can I can see him showing up on Dynamite this week. I think not so much the Archer Hangman feud. I think he'll come after Daniel Bryan for the for the match he never had. Oh God! Let Let's face it. Regardless, um, regardless, Moxley's gonna, um. Gonna like get a baby face pop coming back. Oh god! Yeah. Like it's it, it's 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 unfortunate in a way because he was doing such good heel work. But you're gonna have to they, always re- you're always gonna have to reset that, aren't you? For six months, they could they could have him come out and do an actual murder on Hangman, and he'd still probably get a baby face pop yeah, coming back because he's just just it just completed rehab basically. I think you know you can't you can't mm-hmm. boo someone who's just done rehab. Um, it's like when Roman came back from like beating cancer, it, like you couldn't turn him heel straight away. Yeah. That being said, they managed to get Mox heel, like turn heel when um, Roman announced he had cancer. Yeah. And everyone thought there's no way he's going <laughs> to. No, you know, no, no. We didn't think there was no way they could do that. We thought they, they wouldn't do that. It's a difference. No, but I mean, in, if anyone if anyone can do it, it's Mox. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he's also, uh, didn't you say the beach break was in Cleveland? Yeah. And John Moxley's from Ohio. Yes. That is correct. So he could possibly hold off to get like the home state pop. Comes out just carrying the course of Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Johnny Gargano debuts. Mox just fucking creeps up behind him and paradigm shifts him <laughs> through, a glass, through a glass table. That's what you call a callback. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be honest, Mox and Gargano would be a fucking hell of a feud. Yeah, that'd be good. Great, great. Starting feud for Gargano, great return feud for Mox. Um, I wouldn't be against that. Uh, I, 
Yeah, I think it's if it if it's not this week, it's the week after. Cleveland seems like almost inevitable, doesn't it? Like, yeah, for Mox because he's so over there. Johnny John Wrestling's defo showing up in Cleveland. I mean, I'm not saying it's definite, but I'd be I'd be very happy if it happened. He, he's a uh, he he was tweeting about getting the itch to return to the ring the other day. Yeah, and his his limited edition T-shirt is only up till the 25th, which is the day before the show. Yeah, he's going to want people wearing them, isn't he? Uh, right. Uh, last question, very quickly. Uh, also, Dark Order tag champs when? Um, it feels so. It feels so unfortunate. Isn't it? Like the Dark Order are like always the bridesmaids. Like they're never quite yeah. legit enough to put them into the top because there's so few titles in AW. You haven't got like one that you can just give to someone. They all have to be like earned. And the Dark I, Order, they've never quite managed to get themselves on that level where they where they deserve it. They don't deserve because they do deserve. But well, like which, in, in the eyes of like legitimate competition, that they they uh, like you know they're legitimate champions. Which uh, iteration Dark Order then? Uh, I mean, everyone would probably say um, Silver and Reynolds. Silver Reynolds is the most over, but I would want OG first. I want Stu Grayson. I, I I think Stu Grayson's like the most underrated guy in AEW. Yeah, I I think he should he should get the rub realistically. Uh, and I'd, I'd I mean I'd happily take it sometime next year. I, I think twenty twenty three could be the year. Yeah, I feel like as much as I love the Dark Order, I feel like there's more deserving teams. There's more pressing issues, so there's like Proud and Powerful. Proud and Powerful need those belts this year, otherwise they what need, the they, fuck's they need, they need those belts yesterday. You could say the same about Best Friends. Yeah. I mean, Best Friends, Best Friends do, the thing is, Best Friends do well enough for TV time anyway without them, so maybe they're probably alright for yeah. a little bit. But Best Friends, I'd take the victory of Chuck just saying shit on TV. <laughs> that, that. That'll be the, the victory I'd take for that. Um, Proud and Powerful 100% need to be the next, like, realistically need to be the next champions. However... I mean, Red Dragon. Yeah. They're, they're probably going to dethrone um, Jurassic Express, aren't they? It could do. Left I, left. I, I still think there's yeah. a theory where, especially if Christian's turning evil, having the heel Hardy boys come in and win the titles... Jeff Hardy can't be a heel maker. Well, having Jeff Hardy, having Christy bring in the Hardys. Do you remember when he tried to make Jeff Hardy a heel and fucking showing up to wrestle Sting drunk? Yeah. Um, yeah. Come on, mate. Uh, all right. Uh, on that note, I think it's. I think that's probably where we call it for the week. That sad victory. Not <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us this week. Um, we'll be back next week for some more AEW review action. Take care. Yes, boy. Three wrestling, and we'll see you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. There's no joke when Aaron's on here, it's great. Yeah. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>